John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. John, what is this? This is the High Gain Podcast. Oh, man. What do we talk about here at the High Gain? We're going to talk about guitars, existential crises, and the like. The military guitar industrial complex? That's right, along with the beverage conspiracy. Sure. Where are we recording from? Well, I don't want to fully disclose it, but it is subterranean. Yeah, we could go generally West Seattle. Who am I kidding? It's a basement. Yeah. Yeah, in West Seattle. Beautiful West Seattle. Yep. How you doing? Great. I did a little bit of a vacation. How know? was that? It was pretty all right. We booked some hotels and stuff. Didn't want to do anything where we had to get on a plane. Yes. But we booked the hotels back when, oh, everyone's getting vaccinated. We beat it. We did it. Go Team America. Right. And that lasted for what, like a week and a half? Eight minutes. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, right, of course there's anti-vax idiots. We have this thing of like ostracizing whole parts of the population. Yes. Fuck those anti-vax people. Yeah. You're going to turn off this show? I'm pretty okay with that. Well, I hope when we talk about these despised groups that people understand that we understand, there are good people everywhere. But if you're talking about wholesale decision-making and generalized political policy, fuck Arkansas (laughs) and Mississippi. Texas. Yeah, you know what? Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Are there fine, fine Uh, people in those places? Undoubtedly. For sure. But generally speaking, in terms of public health, fuck you. Yeah. But I went to beautiful Laguna Beach. Oh, yes. And that was lovely. We also went to uh, Las Vegas. But you were like out in the desert, right? Mandalay Bay Hotel. Is that the desert? Okay. In the casinos, 
people were wearing masks huh. for the most part. They're also full of restaurants and stuff. But I did not eat in a public space ever on that vacation. We would get dinner and take it up to our hotel room. So you weren't checking out Robert Goulet or somebody? You know who was there when we were there? Who? Morrissey. <laughs> I loved the Smiths. Uh-huh. Loved them. I looked it up, and Morrissey has released 13 solo albums. 13? Yeah. I have owned zero Morrissey albums. Ed has turned the corner on the crooner otherwise known as Morrissey. I refuse to give that fucking guy a nickel. Man, I'm terrible. When you sing When you sing The stars Fill up my eyes Galaxies pour down Beverages. Beverages, Ed. You know how I went on that road trip? <laughs> when we stayed at the Mandalay Bay Hotel, Yeah, we got one of those cabana things, like a little private area. Yeah. And part of the deal was we got some food and beverages supplied. I don't really drink the alcohol beverages, uh -huh. right? So I got a bucket of Red Bulls. What am I going to do? Drink a fucking six-pack of Red Bulls? No. So I brought them all home. Now I've got some big corn here. A Red Bull. <sighs> and some guarine and taurine. Oh, yeah. And... yeah. What's this thing say? Vitalizes body and mind. Terrible. You're going to be buzzing around the room. I've got that in a coffee. What about you? I, too, have a coffee. Yeah. And I've got one of those beverages I know you like. Mm. Safeway <laughs> signature brand, Soleil. Berry-flavored sparkling water beverage. How is it? Tastes like berries. Oh. Yeah. Did you recognize anything to do with that song, Ed? Full disclosure, for the future times, Yeah. I screwed that whole thing up. Oh, I thought you did a great job. But, you know, the future times will take care of that. For sure. Yeah. Did I recognize it? No. Here's the band I'm going to throw out as my guess, okay. which I just know is incorrect, but I'm going to throw it out there. Oasis. No. There you go. That song was called Galaxies yep. by Laura Veers. Do you know Laura Veers? No, I don't think I do. She's from the great Pacific Northwest. Okay. I think she lives in Portland. Okay. That was from 2005, her album called Meteors. Great. An album of note in that year called out by the New York Times. Oh. Very good album. Laura Veers. Okay. Yeah, Galaxies. A lot of space-themed stuff going on there. Outer space. She talks about the stars and galaxies, and I started wondering why that is, and why would you call your album Meteors? Right. Turns out, our good friend Laura Veers yeah. studied geology. Rocks are pretty cool. Yeah. The igneous, the metamorphic, oh. and the sedimentary are your three rock types. Is that correct? 
I do not know. You tell me. Is that true? Do you know about rocks? Metamorphic would be like your lava rocks. Uh Uh-huh. Sedimentary would be just like pressure over time. Oh. Right? Where do meteors come in then? Space rock? Space rock, yeah. You know, like you do road trips through this beautiful country, and it's cool when you see, you know, a cliff, and you can see the strata, the layers in the cliff. I just think that's cool looking. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, so there you go. What do you know about this guitar I'm holding here, Ed? I played it a little bit. We have done a couple of ovations in our time on this show. The name Command, the military industrial complex, helicopter tech built into his guitars. This is a solid body. Or is it? I'm pretty sure it is. This is going to be great. Oh, it's a real fancy looking boy. It's got like fancy big block inlays. It's got gold hardware. It's got an ebony fretboard. Yeah. It has two humbucker pickups with switches built into the surrounds of the pickups. Yeah. Those switches act exactly like the switches on a Mustang. They're phase switches. Yeah. Uh, Two volumes, two tones, and a pickup selector. The headstock looks like you imagine an Ovation headstock looks. But why don't we give everybody the briefest of background, a primer, if you will. Sure. Our man, Charles H. Kaman, mm-hmm. K-A-M-A-N, as Ed mentions, right. was a science cat. He was born all the way in 1919. But, you know, he left the building in 2011. Wow. I did not remember that he was that old. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And from an early age, learned how to play guitar, such that when he was in college, he was good enough to sit in on some dates with our man Tommy Dorsey. Okay. What's a Tommy Dorsey banger? It's like big band era. I don't know anything about that. You know. Yeah. That's great. He was that good. In fact, Tommy Dorsey was like, hey, man, you're pretty good. How would you like a job? And our man, Command, was like, yeah, I got to finish college. Uh, no right. thanks. Okay. What was he studying? Turns out in the 40s. Who knew? He was studying aeronautical engineering. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. But, you know, Nazis and uh, their rockets. Nazi rockets. Yeah. What would we do with those dudes? Bring him over here. Give him a free ride. Yeah. So Command gets a job with Sikorsky Helicopters. Yes. Yeah. He was developing materials that would help dampen the vibrations of the rotors on the helicopter from shaking the whole thing to pieces. Before that, all that shit was made out of wood. Yes. Like they were wooden rotors on helicopters. And for a while they continued to be. Okay. Command developed the material that they would coat the rotors with to kind of absorb the vibration. Okay. It's that material, that black material, Yeah. that the backs of the Ovation acoustics are actually made out of. For sure. His reasoning, I suppose, it's like, if it can dampen unwanted vibrations on a helicopter, maybe we can use it to control certain frequencies on a guitar. I don't know. It seems like on an acoustic guitar, what do you want? Lots of vibration. I don't know. The dude had advanced degrees in 
vibration shit. If you've got an acoustic with a pickup in it and you plug it into an amp or a PA or something, strum a chord and certain frequencies are going to start feeding back. Sure. So if somebody knows how to like dampen just those ones, okay. I don't know if it was super successful. but They're goofy. Yeah. Ovations are goofy. I think that's going to be a theme here. Yeah, it could be. You but know. Iron Man Command, that's what he was doing, aerospace stuff. Even founds the Command Aircraft Company. Yep. He did well enough to have his own aircraft company and get himself inducted into the American Helicopter Society. Amazing. I want to be in the American Helicopter sure. Society. That would be rad. Yeah. At that point, 1950, he's starting to think, man, I like guitars. I don't know if you remember. He thought, I'll just buy a guitar company. Didn't he try and buy Fender? He tried to buy Martin twice okay and both times martin was like no right no we will not sell this company to you sure he went to chicago and tried to buy harmony Mm-hmm. and they were like no that's when he was like i guess i'm just gonna have to do it myself right 66 he founds ovation and gets to work on that idea with the bowl backs he called the right. material lyricord Ooh, lyricord it's got a texture to it yeah is that a byproduct? Is that by design? Is it just a feature that you can't smooth it out? Do you think it's textured like that on the inside too? Oh. It would be crazy if they smoothed out the inside and left the outside rough. But this command dude, he had thinking brains and he was applying the thinking brains to guitar building. So it's around this time, late 60s. Yeah. The acoustics seem to be doing pretty well. And the guitar boom is in a full swing. Yep. This is when Command thinks, man, look at all these guitars selling. Maybe we need to get into the solid body game. Hell yeah. These guys are raking in the dough. Right. All the Japanese cats are making stuff. The Chicago yep. boys are making stuff. Well, we got to get some of this action. Yeah. Where is Command? At that point, it would have been Connecticut. Oh, okay. Yeah. East Coaster. Cool. That's when you start seeing his first attempts, which were some of the crazy stuff that we know about, like the Preacher and the Viper. Breadwinner. Yeah, Breadwinner, those weird axe shapes. Yeah. I don't even know what you would call those shapes. Nutty shapes. Yeah. The wacky-shaped ovations, I'm very into. They're just not like every other guitar. That's true. The guitar you are holding... Uh, it's kind of a telly. It's kind of a Les Paul. It's kind of just dorky, and I'm not into it. It's pretty dorky. It's got cold hardware. The pickups don't have pull bangers. They have no. rails. Yep. And there's a brass nut on it. It's got the little filigree reminiscent of the Gibson headstock. The open book headstock is at the end of the fretboard. Yeah. Right up against the neck pickup. Did that ever become a patenty thing? It did not. It's very reminiscent of a Gibson headstock. And the bridge on this thing is a massive hunk of brass. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if this thing weighed 87 pounds. <laughs> it's a holdover from the days where the thinking was the bigger and more solid and heavier it is, the more things will sustain. We had Ben Liggett on, and he definitely uses big brass blocks in there yes. for exactly that reason. I think I probably believe in that theory more than I believe in the ability of any specific tone wood to impart more resonance. Yeah, exactly. 
I kind of have come to believe that it's not the actual tone wood you choose, it's what you do with it. Like a set neck is a more solid joint mechanically, but I think vibrationally, it's just more sound, as it were, or different places you could cut away a body or chamber a body are going to force vibrations to go a different way. And all of that is aside from what would you choose to do it. So it's almost like you could just choose some garbage wood, but if you did all those things properly, it would sound fine. I think so. Speaking of, this is a bolt-on? It's a bolt-on. Yeah. This guitar is a UK2, which uh-huh. stands for Ultra Command 2. Oh. Yeah. Introduced in 1979. One of the last forays into solid bodies that Command would do, and it was only out until 82. In general, you don't see a lot of solid body ovations. What is this body made out of? It just looks like some rando wood. I don't know. It's not wood. Really? Command is sciencing the hell out of this thing. What is it? In the middle of this guitar body, yeah, there is a cast aluminum frame. No shit. So you suspend that framework in the middle of a mold... Mm-hmm. And then you shoot in the material that's going to fill up the shape of the mold around that framework. Huh. So what is the material? Kind of feels like wood feels solid enough. Yeah. It's uralite. Ooh. U-R-E-L-I-T-E. Yeah. Named after the village of Novi Ure in Russia, where a meteorite landed on September 4th, 1886. So uralite is actually a rocky meteorite material. Our man Command grinds it up, suspends it in a foam, and then shoots it into this mold. So this body is foamy meteorite crap. Huh, that is crazy. Hold the guitar up. Yeah. (laughs) They totally made it look like it's a wood guitar. This one is like a sunburst finish. Yeah. And where it goes out to the dark around the edges, it is pretty opaque. That could be used to hide the seam where there might be a veneer. But in any event, the core of this is uralite. Crazy. Yeah. I'm laying the neck. Here is the neck. Okay. Here's Junior the cat. Junior the cat. Great. And then uh, back to the middle. I got those switches. I think it's a coil tap, so you can coil tap either one, and then I guess if they're set differently, then that's going to throw your whole shit out of phase. I suppose I could just put on a little phasey pedal. Yeah. None of the Ovation models you could think of were successful. These days on the irony tip... Yeah, I would rock a breadwinner all day long. I think the Viper's pretty cool. Sure. Wasn't there one of those hee-haw dudes or someone that played ovations? Roy Clark or somebody? Maybe? How's the neck on that thing? The neck is normal shape. Yep. Kind of like a C, maybe a tad shallower. Yep. As I mentioned, it's got an ebony fretboard, which is kind of nice. Yep. I've come to enjoy those. Plays wonderfully. I don't know. I'd say to anybody looking at these, look at all of the Ovation Solid Bodies. And if there's one that hits your funny bone, then, you know, maybe that's a good thing for you. 
this guitar, I get what they were doing. They wanted a guitar that didn't look wackadoodle, right? That people didn't look at it and go like, man, the breadwinner is just weird. Oh, and you didn't call out that it's got mono and stereo jacks on the back. One for each pickup, I guess? I think that's probably right. So that's kind of in that Rickenbacker camp, I guess. I don't know. You gotta try it. Try and decide. The only reason I would buy an Ovation solid body would probably be for that irony factor. Deny. Deny? Yeah, fuck that guitar. (laughs) You know, we got this from our good friends over at ThunderRoadGuitars.com. Yeah. They recently had a Viper that was not a single cutaway like this is. Right. It had no cutaways. Yep. And it was black on black. Yeah. Black pickguard, black body, black headstock. Yep. It was pretty cool looking. Viper, breadwinner, preacher, buy. All day long, I'm into them. UK2, they just took all of the fun of their solid body line that's in those other guitars. Yeah. Anything interesting, they removed. And they just said like, oh, gold hardware and let's make it look like a Les Paul. It's interesting that the body's not wood. Oh, so let's make it look like wood. No. I'm not hearing anything that makes me think, oh my God, what is that body made out of? Even the phasey stuff is just kind of How did they do that? Oh, it's the meteors. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now with more meteor. (laughs) Yeah. It's got kind of a vibe to it. Like an Ibanez artist series. You know what I mean? Just where it's like kind of a fancy boy. For that irony factor, it's not very ironic. It's very kind of normal. They made ones that were like grotesque green burst color. and Oh, I would probably be more into a weird green. What about you? Yeah, this is a deny for me. Oh my God. It's not hitting me in any way where I'm going like, whoa, this is unique. Yeah. It also just doesn't jump out at you as like, oh, this just sounds amazing. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't play poorly. Great. It plays wonderfully. Let's put some more dirt on it. It does have that sustain. Yeah. But I don't think it's a open and shut case that that sustain is coming from meteors. No. What year is this thing? 1979. That is the first year these were made. Discontinued in 82. And also... Yeah. This would have been kind of the last of the batch. So after 82, I guess Command got just tired of bothering with it anymore. With solid bodies. Yes. So this was made in the Connecticut plant. Yes. Ovation, Connecticut. Ovation, Connecticut. On the plus side, you can get a vintage guitar made in the USA. Yes. These things are pretty reasonable. And the UK too. Even more so, because I think the weirder ones, people have caught on to. Right. These, not as much, so you can get it pretty inexpensively, which is nice. That tips it a little more in that buy camp, but I'm still like, nah. Me too. You know, 
viewers, we encourage you to do your own research and yeah. use your own eyeballs. Right. Go on your web page of choice and look at the pictures. Yep. I would look at this, and then I would probably look at a Ibanez artist series. Right. The Ibanez artists from similar era are probably double or triple the cost of this thing. I think that's probably absolutely right. Yeah. You like that non-committal answer? Probably absolutely. Yeah. It would have been cool in that alternate universe thing if he had stuck with the solid body game. What would he have made for, like, the dudes in Poison? <laughs> you know, that's in the whole, like, what-if camp. Yeah. Because he did have some interesting ideas. The UK2 is just not one of them. Yeah. Well, after you look at the pictures, yeah, you should go to our website. Thehighgain.com. Thehighgain.com. Yeah. Check out our pictures. Oh, my god. Listen to some episodes. Sure. Maybe leave a comment on them. Maybe leave a comment on iTunes. Yeah. Do that if you want to. Or if you're just about to looking at the pictures, go to Instagram, look at the pictures, do your thing. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it at all. Yeah. Okay. After that, come back next week. Yeah, because, you know, we're going to have more guitars. There's always more. Thanks, Ed. Bye, John. Bye.